This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Much, that's Cedric S. Ben Sump, A.O., torching the blindside blue paper once again. Uh, it's the unhinged September fever, the winning lust and the unquenchable desire for more success from the Sumpter, Sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof cave of ABC Grandstand HQ. Now, happy Rugby League, Australian cave dwellers, and thanks. Uh, look, I was roaming around on Rugby League Day. Obviously, there weren't any celebrations due to COVID, but a number of people made themselves known to me with that Common refrain, happy rugby league, HG. Uh, I didn't know them. We just said, yes, what a day, terrific day, if only we were celebrating and moved on with the rest of our lives. But it was incredible, the number of people who remembered to make themselves known to me on that wonderful day. Now, to the NRL and the man of feathers, that's uh, Peter Valandis flags a staggering increase in league fines. The new feathers scale begins at 150000 for the minor offences and grades up to 20 years in jail. Gives you an idea of how serious Valandis is at uh, tidying up the game. Now, the good news is, the good news is there will be no penalty for homicide, fratricide, patricide, coachicide and manslaughter should the worst happen during a game of rugby league, as long as the court declares it was just a matter of timing. It was a timing issue and there was no intention to get somebody into a cardboard box. Now, still with league, has Turbo Tom put together the best stretch of form in the history of the caper since 1825? Now, take us... Look, I know, I can hear him. I can hear the phones ringing already. Forget about last night. Forget about last night. Has he put together the best stretch of form in the history of the caper since 1825? Respected critics like Sailor Gould, Otto, Sumpstella, Hood, Smith and Masters think so. Tom has uh, run in uh, 25 tries... Uh, in 15 games plus 27 try assists. It was a stunning record that could take the Seagulls all the way in 2020. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe. Anyway, speaking of the big names, what a season-ending clash it was for the Gold Coast and the Warriors uh, last weekend. Last Sunday, I think it might have been the final game. May not have been, but close to the final game of the season. The Dune! Titans 44, Warriors blot. It was a willing encounter. The Warriors uh, finished with three in the bin, uh, sorry, three sitting down on the plastic chairs, maybe, uh, and three were in the bin within a minute. The Toast of New York Titans prop Matt Lodge departed, giving the crowd the bird in what was described by those who saw it post-Hooter as pure rugby league. Uh, you know what can happen. It's easy for us to see what happens, you know. You don't have a great game. The crowd gets on your back. All of a sudden, the fingers are up. You think, well, what can I do here? What can I do here? Freddie did it once. I'll try it. And you give the bird the back to the crowd, of course. 
Ah, well, you get the checkbook out, go to the ATM, and then all of a sudden, you're free as a bird. Now, still on the shutouts, what about the Tigers v Dogs clash? That was the one that finished the season. That is 2021. June! Tigers, blot. Don't argue. Wait for it. Are you sitting down, dogs people? Dogs 38. It was a seven-try romp from the kennel. And uh, was uh, that game Madge's last act? That's Madge Maguire, coach of the Tigers. Was that his last act before clambering into the waiting taxi? Oh, well, the jury's out. We're not sure. I think a review has been planned. And NRLW news, and the whole season has been postponed to 2022. Not in surely why, incidentally. I can't unravel the... Chat between New South Wales Health, Queensland Health, New South Wales Rugby League and, uh, you know, obviously the uh, grounds and venues in Queensland. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll wait with bated breath. Now, uh, now let's say, um, let's see where we're up to. Oh, I know where we're up to. Uh, these cross-border health and league kerfuffles rarely end well. I hope the bludge has time to probe this later in the day. Still with league and the Big Waitusi, it's going to be staged at Suncorp on that one day in October. This is a way that Peter Valandis says thank you to the people of Queensland for their loyalty and patience during this very trying season. There were, let's face it, there was nowhere else the league could have played it. Uh, I mean, they'd be lucky to get into Adelaide if they left now to play it on that uh, weekend and, you know, Perth unlikely to have them. Although Perth did seem to be an option for a while. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure what else they could have done. I mean, sure, Watsford Oval was available and there was the, what we called the Ring of Vans proposed where people came and checked into the caravans for the 14 days of quarantine before they saw the match. I still think that's a possibility, but the uh, league and its sanity has decided to go to Suncorp. Uh, now, uh, local group, uh, the Veronica's a tip for the pre-match entertainment, which will be great. Meanwhile, the AFL granny is in Perth, as we've mentioned before, bounce at 5.15pm in the West, meaning a 7.15pm start in the East. By the way, speaking of the AFL, what happened to that AFL appeal to the uh, Toby Green three-week suspension? I think the uh, Lee, as in the AFL, uh, Supremos wanted six weeks. I'm not sure what's happened to that. I just uh, hope some of the listeners may have heard or be more up to our date than I am. Uh, car crash claim assessors, race goers looking for a stunning hat for the carnival, cave dwellers looking for a carpet to bring the whole room together, and sculptors working in underwear. Welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. This is H.C. Norson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week, what an incredible week. A week when too much body's barely enough. Now, rugby union... And the old and the coach of the old gold fruit and nut, Dave Rennie's his planned Father's Day massacre in Perth. Oh, it didn't go off. Really, didn't go off. It didn't go off as planned. Certainly, you know, the night before he imagined how it'd be, and it turned out to be nothing like that. It was rubbish. Uh, the tune, All Blacks, thirty-eight, old gold fruit and nut, twenty-one. Now, it was a perfect hit out though for the men in gold with the battle against uh, South Africa at Cebus looming tomorrow. And the 50, in a selection shock, the 55-year-old Quade Cooper has been recalled to the Nutty Boys lineup. I use that last term advisedly. I had a peek at the bloke at training. He had the shorts around the right, you know, on the right way. They weren't upside down or back to front or anything like that. And he looked as though he could have 43 minutes left in him. But that might be a stretch. I mean, I wouldn't go into bat on 43 minutes. I mean, I'd start off hoping for 17 and then see if he can still stumble. Now, motorsport, <laughs> does it again. 
No help from the pace car this time in the Dutch GP. No more needs to be said. Let's move on before the outrage begins. Now, boxing and early in the week, exciting news rumbled through the DC circuit gossip circles of a stink between Warriors hard man Jared the Bearded Cupboard Wallace and the toast Matthew Lodge. It was a rematch of last Sunday at Seabus. Uh, things settled down by Friday in the cupboard. That's the bearded cupboard. He's now on the sniffer ahead in the bag bout this November. Australia start licking those lips. <laughs> a Paralympics finished up last uh, Sunday in Tokyo. There were many gut-wrenching events on the final day. Can I highlight just one? The run of Madison de Rosario in the women's T54 marathon. Coming into the race with three silvers, Madison worried that the elusive gold could slip from her grip again. After 49.195 kilometres and nearly 100 metres of agony, de Rosario won gold by the barest of margins. Imagine this, she won by one second. Racing and after recent uh, the recent busting of the Witch's Coven in Mornington, where the big names Carr and Mellon were nabbed, another gar- gathering of racing occultists were busted in Canberra this week. Jockeys and stable hands were scooped up in what was billed as Operation Eye of Toad and fined and suspended. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. Tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through this oddly backed up stoolage of the week sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go, and if you've stepped up and have a go, get in the queue for another go. And remember, Diggs, when we get there, we'll know we're there because we'll be there. You won't have to shout anymore, are we there yet? No, you won't. And remember, Australia's the safest place to have a funeral at the moment because at least five of your mates will be able to turn up. Think about that. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with the man who this week ended the tricky horse hexing space. That's how I've described it. That's how I've seen it. He was inspired by the work of the Airbnb 5 last week and he got a classic case of, you know, can't see, can't be. He'd never thought about it before, but then he saw them at it, at it and he thought, bloody hell, if they can do it, I can do it. He got a start-up kit second-hand off eBay. The kit included a slightly soiled cloak, you know, where the sustainage was. Uh, this drape was a velvet and metallic gold affair with an ermine collar, provenance unknown, but was said to have come from the Iranian town, the ceramic centre, Kashan. There was a pointy hat of cobalt blue with stars and moon shapes set against the midnight sky. There was a used stick on beard. I'm not quite sure what that was for, obviously to add gravitas to the act. And a well-fingered Ouija board and a number of hexing substances like a Vegemite jar of of, uh, sweat claimed to be from Tullock, although I found that hard to believe, but I'm not in the business, so I'll let it pass. Four eyes from uh, various blue-tongued lizards and a baked bean can of fungus grown on rabbit poo, plus a 453-page book of spells called The Evil Eye, written by the great Viennese punting and hexing mind, Dr. Ciro Clum. It was first printed, incidentally, in 1851. And look at the bloke's record. Remember, he has only been on the job a week. He's not only nobbling duds, he's hexing up winners. He's jagged an early quaddy at Port Macquarie, I think, on Monday, and then went treble crazy pulling in pick threes in Scone, Narra and Tunquarry and the rest of the week. And that death swamp of Gosford where no one wins. Serious punters, you would be mad if you went looking for a winners this spring without consulting the Horse Force Oracle. That's how he's billing himself. The Horse Force Oracle, that's rampaging Roy Slavin, a.k.a. the voice of hope. Roy, can we get the blind side bunny away from the, uh, well, in motion, I was going to say away from the wharf, we've already left the wharf, the blind side bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless side this week. Fully sick, dude! Yes, happy rugby league, HG, and happy rugby league, Australia. A uh, bit of a sober day, really. I, I learnt the news just the other day that uh, Josh Doon has retired officially. Um... 
You know, a lot has been said about Josh over the years. I that haven't is had a, a I haven't had a problem with Josh. Uh, he is he is rugby league. He's uh, always had rugby league, and the best interests of rugby league, I think, going through his veins. Um, not everyone's an immortal. Not everyone's an ornament. Not everyone's a monument. But by golly, this game needs characters. And uh, so, say whatever you like about uh, Josh Dugan. He's always been an outstanding character. He's always been one to put his hand up and well, quite weak, not much going on. He'll always have an idea that's going to fire the imagination of the press. You know, be it clamouring up onto the onto the roof with a <clears throat> couple of settlers and gobbing off at female patrons leaving the premises. Anything that'll uh, you know get a, get a get a bit of a spray happening on the front pages of, of, of your uh, tabloid newspapers. Always with the interest of getting rugby league out in front and centre, getting people thinking and talking rugby league. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Checkered career over the years, of course, and uh, often I, I think being taken advantage of, taken advantage of by others. Put him in the car. Where are we going? Just shut up, Josh. We're just going for a drive. Next thing you know, he's 150 kilometres away from home, breaking. It. it wasn't his fault. He didn't know where he was going. He's just a rugby league player. Just knows how to take the ball up. Doesn't ask questions. The ball comes to him. Off he sits. He grabs hold of it and does all that he could do mm. to go forward. And often he got through. Played for Australia, 200 games. Not for Australia, of course. 200 games all up, I think, for various clubs. Finished off with, uh, might have been the Cronulla Sharks. Played with St George, the team he loved as a kid. And, of course, played his best football, I think, as a Raider. Always remembered as a Raider. Put hope into the Raiders. Don't think they won with Josh. Don't think Saints won with Josh. Don't think Cronulla won with Josh. But that's all right. Journeyman, almost. Character, definitely. And rugby league is the sadder and the poorer for his resignation from the greatest game of all. Josh, always happy with our memories, mate. Thanks for all you've done. No bloke could have done more. Roy, do you think, speaking of characters, that yeah. we should ask the audience to contribute a list of characters? I mean, sure, it's all very well to go for the cream yeah. and get your ornaments and your yeah, monuments and all of that, but the characters are the lifeblood of the they game. They are the lifeblood of the game. Often when you're down yeah. in the dumps and yeah. you're losing 40 blot, yep. that character can emerge and exactly. say something funny or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, do yeah, something yeah, stupid yeah. like prank a car sure, 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 hit sure, the sure. goalpost or something that, like that. So yeah. Just something, yes. Yeah, just something, something that bucks up spirits. Something that puts a little bit of a grin on your face. Yes. Even when your team's lost. Yes, by 40 to blot. By 40 to blot. Even though it just gives you something to think about, you know, Hours after the game, something will come back to you. Now, remember when Josh, you know, dot, yeah, dot, that's dot. Right, yeah. <laughs> remember when Josh. <laughs> oh, he's a funny bloke. Anyway, <clears throat> we move on. The game moves on. Nicola McDermott continues her excellent high jumping form. God almighty, no one's done more for high jumping in Australia than Nicola McDermott late. Uh, third in Europe this time. I think she came first a couple of weeks ago. She claims, that, she claims that there are very few men in the world that she couldn't jump over, and that's true. <laughs> that's true when you think about it. Um, sure, there'd be the occasional basketballer that yes. she'd struggle with, you know, your, your two-metre-plus people. Yeah, and didn't but anyone, you know, what, what does she do, two metres and seven centimetres or something like that? You know, that's a pretty tall bloke. 
Two metres and seven centimetres. Something like that. Uh, I think that's what she's growing. 2.026. 2.026. Yeah. That's what she's jumping. Yeah. But she could get well, over Well, that gets the... her over a lot of blokes. That yeah. gets her over most of the cabinet, all of the cabinet yeah, of Australia. True. Yeah. And remember Big she Louis. She could jump over them. Big Louie, I think, is 2.2. Yes. So she'd get close to the... Very close. She'd mm. just clip his forehead. Mm. Mm. It's funny when you think about it. I, I never, it never occurred to me the power that high jumpers have. They walk around with that. that that's what gives them that sort of assurance, you know. It just gives you that confidence to know that, oh, well, if push came to shove, I could, jump I could bloody well jump over you, mm. you know. She could jump over Peter Dutton. <laughs> she could. She could. There wouldn't be a minister in the current cabinet she couldn't jump over. What a great promotional idea that yeah. would be. The only you know, Prime Minister I think she might have struggled over the years, she might have struggled jumping over Malcolm Fraser. Or Goff. Or Goff. Yeah, yeah Goff. that had, that yeah, had that's stretched her out. Be, not many people will be, no. remember Goff. but I don't know, but he was a big those bloke. two, yes. Yeah, Malcolm Fraser, big two. Yes. Commanding presence. Very commanding presence. Now, the Matildas under a new coach. Oh, well, the new coach we know is a terrific bloke. Funny as. You know, they've released a plan that includes world domination. I like this. World domination by the Matildas. That's got to be a good ambition. Right. The World Cup's here next year? Yes. Good place World, to start. Good place to start. And I think, I think, I think uh, some friendlies are being played in Australia as a build-up. May build well be. Up May well the, be. Uh, I hope mm. COVID doesn't interfere with their plans for world domination. No, no, no. no Let's no, hope no, our no, borders no, no. will be open by then. When, when is it? Next year, the World Cup? Next year's the World next Cup. Next year's well, the World I Cup. Hadn't oh, thought will about we that. open by then? Yeah, of course we will. We'll all be double-vaxxed. <laughs> Won't we? We will. We will. And but, if not, we'll let him in anyway. Yeah, let him in anyway. That's where it's headed. It is. I know. It's just up to hospital to pick up the slack. Isn't it? And grave diggers to dig a lot of holes. Yeah, yeah, a lot of hole digging. Uh, now, uh, Brad Thorne. Oh, yeah, Brad Thorne. I always listen when Brad Thorne talks. What an outstanding fellow he's been, Brad Thorne. We'll get into Brad Thorne. We might dedicate a whole show to Brad Thorne. Maybe next year. We could start the year off with, with, a, Brad a, with a Brad special. Thorne special. What a great idea. It would be a, a terrific a, idea. We could talk about his, you know, his Bronco all black, days. All black years. State of origin years. He, he, all black years. Incredible. Coaching years. Incredible. Mm. What a record. Incredible. What a CV. Yes. Very few have been able to do that. Very few. I wonder if Nicola McDermott could jump over him. I bet she probably just I'd go could. Close. She'd go very close. That's how we'd start the season. It would. Year. We would. Uh, now, he's revealed a blueprint for the Queensland Reds that includes domination. Here's that word again. Domination over New Zealand teams. Well, that's a great ambition, isn't it? So to the Crusaders. To plant those the... seeds of hope in the Queensland Reds. You know, Thorne's going to do that. Thorne's going to say, you blokes are up for it. You blokes are good enough. You blokes could beat New Zealand. But he means the regional teams, surely. He means the regional teams to begin with, but I think his ambitions are larger than that. I think uh, Brad Thorne wouldn't surprise me if one of these days, not too far away, he might be coach of the Wallabies. Or suggest that Queensland are now better than the Wallabies. Well, and they will are. Go on, they yeah, are. Obviously they are. Of course they are. And go on to world domination. Better teamwork, more composure. Yeah, more composure. No, they never leave their comfort zone. They don't. Now, uh, oh, of course, H.G. mentioned the Wallabies defeated. Three blot, of course, and the bled is low. No surprises there. The del delayed... Third match, of course. I didn't see much. Well, I didn't see any of it, really. No. Do you I care? wanted to. I wanted to. I had all the ambition. Yeah, I sat down, got it. myself ready, and then forgot what channels it was on. And, you know, that was it. <sighs> anyway, 
We know now that the uh, All Blacks are roughly twice as good as us. Mm-hmm. At least we know where we stand now. Mm. That, uh, that's what I think. At uh, least Dave we know Brenny, where we stand. Dave we Brenny know that, away. that we usually get about half the points they do. Mm. Roughly. Sometimes not quite as many. Uh, over three but matches. Over three matches. Yeah, that's roughly right. half as many. Half points. as many. So, mm. so that's our benchmark at the moment. Gives something for Thorne to work on when he takes over down the track. Now, Spin King Shane Warne. Cops criticism for claiming India is the number one test team in the world oh, yeah, after yeah. their very convincing defeat of England. Of course, what about New Zealand? New Zealand beat beat India in the might have been the world essentially the world championship of, of test, test cricket. cricket. Uh, New Zealand's number one. Number one. They can't take that. They away can't from take them. that away from them. They're no. number one. No. Uh, so a lot of New Zealanders and others. Have been accusing uh, Warren of uh, rewriting history. Rewriting history, yes, right. yes, which I don't like. No. Uh, I asked uh, Brad Thorne to comment, and he wouldn't comment. <laughs> he muttered something about uh, the Spin King being an idiot. I think that's probably true. And world domination, yeah, by New Zealand. By New Zealand, because he has have a New Zealand. Well, foot he in the had camp. input into the New Zealand cricket no, would, team. They'd ring Thorn. They did the ring Thorn. Yeah, yeah. Before the match, they mm. he just gave a few thoughts, you know, about being composed and take it one ball at a time, and probably sing a little those, bit of uh, probably you know something by JR. Oh yes, you know Cheryl Moana Marie. Thanks very much. That's what he would have opened with. Yeah. Now, Canada unearths a new tennis sensation. That's Leela Fernandez at the same time as Britain has unearthed a new, a new superstar in Emma uh, Raducanu. And these two are meeting uh, US in Open. the US Open. I know, it's just incredible. Incredible. This yeah. is a new wave. A uh, world domination. A world domination, perhaps. By uh, teenagers. We noticed that uh, Ash Barty is still having trouble with hard courts. She's okay on the clay, she's okay on the grass, but it's the hard court she's having difficulty with. I think it's the height of the bounce. Ah, yeah. The ball bounces a little bit higher on the uh, on the hard court and you've got to adjust for that. It'd be hard to get so used to. So it's very hard for her to come over the top. Yes. Very hard to control the slice because the yeah. ball's a little bit higher than your normal hitting range. Yeah. That's, anyway, I've passed these thoughts on to her. She can work on it herself. Brad Thorne's going to get it. He's got some ideas. He'll be talking to her. Mentioning domination, world domination. Uh, on the other, just a, a bit of good news, HG, I've just discovered, and that is uh, our Sam Stozer is in the final of the doubles. Can you believe it? No, I can't. No, I can't. I couldn't either, but it's a fact. It's a fact. Sam can, Stozer. Can I ask? Yes. Would she get a half a million dollars for She that? would. Mm-hmm. She would. That's great news. That is great news for Sam Stozer. I mean, a lot of people, Sam Stozer freaks have been... Hoping for a bit of positive news coming out of the Sam Stozer And do they have camp. a mixed well, doubles in the... Oh, they would. In the she's not in US the mixed doubles. doubles. No, she's this, not, this, oh, this no. in the doubles, I think. Okay. I think she's with a Chinese player, I think. Okay, fair enough. I think. I'd have to get fair the enough. details. I'll look it up. Brad Thorne would have him. Brad Thorne. Well, if Brad, if you're listening, give us a hoy. Let us know who she's playing with. Uh, now, Dylan Alcott bids farewell to the Olympic competition with a gold medal. What an outstanding Australian. The uh, finest, te- he's the Roger Federer, really, of, of, wheelchair, of tennis. wheelchair tennis. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. Just fantastic player and we wish him all the best and I think he's going for the Golden Slam now. I think he is. But they he got to play that uh, yeah. starting next week, ne- Next week, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, But the thing is he won't be back for Olympic competition so he won't be in Paris. Yeah. Uh, the Socceroos make it t- ten in a row. 
taking out Vietnam one blot in a messy, messy game. It was a messy game. The bits I saw were quite messy, but all they had to do was win and they did. Yeah, they had an invasion of cane toad type they did. frogs yeah. on the course. Yeah, yeah I hate that. Pitch. I hate that. You yeah, know, which slippery. is the ball, which is a frog, well, you know, you can get confused. Wonderful week for the greatest game of all. Of course, HG's mentioned Matthew Lodge, the difficulties there. Uh, my feeling is that with fewer crowds, a lot of the sledging is being picked up by the players. Yes, I know. So and when players gob, gob off out there, they hear it, they take it personally, <laughs> especially Lodge. You know, you call Lodge a goose, he takes offence. <laughs> a lot of players don't, but he does. Um, they get out, they you know get under his skin whenever they're near him, and you know they're always saying goose, you goose. He hates it. Uh, and he responds usually with uh, fisticuffs and then he gets penalised and then he gets set off and that's what happened. Um, now, uh, Will Hopawati says farewell. You know, I think there's a case for Will Hopawati to be regarded as an ornament. Uh, didn't play at all. I mean, none of the finger stuff. He didn't inherit any of that weird stuff from his dad. No. Um, but... Big week uh, a for very fingers. reliable player, player very stabilising influence. Yes, always very professional. Yeah. Uh, didn't create any problems. Can't remember him being sent off at all. Uh, so he fulfils all the uh, requirements, really, the criteria for uh, an ornament. A one team player. A one team player, as yeah, far as I know. Rare. Yeah, very, very rare. Very rare. Love the kennel. Yes, and I think he might be going over to finish off with Super League. I think. Oh, is he? I think so. Oh, I hope it. so. Uh, and uh, I, I, you know, the, the whoever Wish he's going to best. play for, uh, they'll you know be certainly getting a uh, an ornament. Uh, and uh, a champion, really, a champion player. Now, Paul Green has resigned as Maroon's coach. Was he pushed and why? There's got to be a story there. I mean, there's a blazing fire there. There's not only smoke, you know, there's a bloody burning blaze going on with uh, Queensland Rugby League. Something's wrong there. Something's rotten in the state of Denmark, writ large. Um... I've got a feeling Channel 9 have got something to do with this. It goes um, that high. I think it goes that Gould. high. I think uh, Paul Green was unwilling to allow the cameras into the room in the way that uh, Freddie Fittler was allowing the cameras yes. into the room with the Blues. I think they're going to try and install Billy Slater and Slater is a Channel 9 man and he'll have those cameras right inside the maroon camp from for start to finish for the yeah. whole go. Yeah. I think that's what it's the, all about. I think the plan is for a... A four-ep special. Yes. Maroonland. Maroonland, yeah. Well, that could well be the case. Yeah, but I, I feel that uh, that uh, Paul Green no. has been dudded. Yeah. Has been dudded. But he's looking for a, a, a position in Clubland. Is he really? Yes, I think good, Nillis, good, he's good, coming good, back to Clubland. Because he's still got a lot to give, yes. a lot to contribute to Rugby League. There's a, there's a few movable pieces going on yes. at the moment in the coaching circles. There McGuire are, there are. Wayne so Bennett is. Well, I mean, Bennett. Wayne Bennett might put his hand up to go, but uh, Wayne Bennett's not going to have the Channel Line cameras in there. He, he won't. Not. Well, he that's won't. why he can't go. He to. won't. That's why he won't be coaching the Maroons. And that's a fact heard here first. Um, Cam Smith has put his hand up to assist. Well, Cam won't mind the Channel Line cameras in there. No, he be very He's very Cam Channel Line Very compliant. Yeah. Yes. Benji Marshall says coming off the bench makes him feel like a teenager again. That's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful rugby league story. Uh, and it's made me wonder, HG, if Benji Marshall is what I'd describe as a living monument. Wow, new category. I think so. A living monument. A living monument. A living monument. Uh, and just, just finally, I feel sorry for the 
Bulldogs, who've lost their potential sponsors for next year because of the actions of, well, the toilet tryst, let's say. Um, so their plans of being the uh, Canterbury, Bankstown, Sorbent, Reese Plumbing, Bankstown Tiles, Fowlerware, Ridge Extractor Fans, Smith Shower Screens, Bulldogs. But that's gone. Make of that what you will. The Bludge is principal sponsor of the Brad Thorne Mega Centre for Football Excellence. It's open to all, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's free. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, now, just coming to that problem that the dogs have got with the sponsor, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously the Canterbury are on the mission to rebuild, uh, both on and off the field after finishing, you know, last this year. Mm-hmm. They spent three months in negotiations with a leading company and were close to securing the deal before Elliot's episode of Love at First Flush. Yeah. But the company immediately stopped all dialogue when the drama thrust the club back into the headlines for all the wrong reasons. Another company, company an internationally established business, had been in talks with a sponsor. It was paused, well, it's paused negotiations until Elliot's future was resolved. Canterbury's management hopes to restart the talks with that company in coming days. Fans and members had also contacted Canterbury to vent over Elliot's misdemeanour. Now, you, as you often do, summed up a series of sponsors and yeah. companies who could get involved. Mm. Can I raise two others? GoPro. Yes. GoPro provide us with all the equipment for Love at First Flush. They do. They, you can film in very small places with GoPros. Can. It's excellent quality and uh, terrific, terrific. The clarity so, is extraordinary. Clarity is incredible, outstanding. Mm. And... I was just wondering if, um, you know how um, everybody plays a sewerage levy on their rates? Yes. Whether the local council, the LGAs, and let's face it, this has been the year of the LGA. Mm. I've never heard the LGA referred to more than in this year. No. Now, the LGAs of Australia sponsor Canterbury Maxdown Bulldogs mm-hmm. because they're, after all, connecting the mm. flushed yes. detritus yes. to the sewer farm and back into the uh, water yeah, yep, system. Yep, 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 yep. I don't that's, know that, how That's you'd... not bad. What about those uh, those uh, people who test the sewage for, for COVID, uh, COVID and drugs? Yes, yes, they could well sponsor the bulldogs. I mean, a, I still that'd think, be a very tight fit. Well, I still think Sorbent is is, yeah, is the your number one go to. And I, I think they should. I've been encouraging them to uh, to reach out to Sorbent this week. I um, I happen to know a couple of uh, people who work. Um, part of the board of Sorbent, mm-hmm. and I did mention the Bulldogs to them as a tight fit, and they, they said they would consider it. And maybe they could change the club song to what's the gentlest tissue in the bathroom oh, you can yes, issue. yes. That'd be I'd nice, say, wouldn't it? It would be nice, yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in homage to yeah, the sponsors. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. when these things happen again, mm-hmm. we've got – see, this is where we're – well, it could, Failing. it could, in fact, Failing. Yeah, well, you know, you know, they, they they could offer to in any press conferences. You know, we're on a roll. Yeah. That, that that sort of thing. We're taking it sheet by we're sheet. We're taking it sheet by sheet. It's one wipe at a time. <laughs> That's right. You know. Yeah. What I was thinking of it could was go anywhere. It go anywhere. That's right. Now, what I was thinking and if of Fowlerware get involved as well. I mean, it's Sorbent and Fowlerware. That's what perfect. a great marriage that great would be. Great marriage. You might have Sorbent on the short. Yes. Or maybe on the back of yes. the short. Yes. 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 You know, yes. Indicating... The TV ads. Yeah. All that's the players right. sitting down <laughs> with the shorts with around the, shorts the ankles. Around the ankles. <laughs> and 
You know yeah. what I mean? Well, oh, I'm a bulldog. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I love sorbent. Yep. Mm. Now, uh, look, the thing I was trying to get to was mm. we have to maybe think about sponsorship in a different sort of way. We've always thought about sponsorship as wouldn't it be great if our mm. club could get a chicken sponsor oh, because yeah. then the players would be happy because they would be able to go and get oh, hot yeah. chickens and so on. Sure. But maybe that's putting the that's putting sort of too much emphasis on uh, what I'd call a natural synergy between hunger and, you know, yeah. obviously the players, you know, who are hungry because they do a lot of running around. Sure. What we might have to do is look at the points of weakness mm. and find sponsors who can paper over, for want of a better yes. sort of phrase, yes. those weaknesses. Yes, sure. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure where it goes, but, mm. I mean, let's say the... Um, well, look, I, I don't think the players mind who the sponsors are as long as they get a little bit of a... Yeah, shrinkage. Bit of shrinkage, yeah, a little bit of a five-finger discount once a week, you know, in the boot of the car. When you when you go, you just open the boot and there it is, yeah. another few... We've got enough toilet paper, love! <laughs> that sort of thing. And I tell you what, once once one gets involved, yeah. the others will come knocking at the door should the worst happen. Yes. You know, let's say, yeah. I don't know, I don't want to give players ideas, mm -hmm. but should there be another series of Love at First Flush filmed, yeah, yeah. they all want to be involved, obviously. Sure. Great promotion, great, yes. you know, possibilities, you know. Yeah. Look, can I just come to the problem of fines in mm. relationship to the mm. problems that we're talking about? Yeah. And the NRL players will face the heaviest fines under the game's history under the proposal to more than double the maximum penalty in a desperate bid to deter off-field scandals. Dear. Now, <clears throat> firstly... Can we'll, I suggest, you we'll know, if you're penalising someone 10 grand, you know, for a toilet tryst, 20 grand's not going to stop them. No, well, this is the thing is... This um, is the thing. I mean, the t t players fall in love. I know. We've well, made this point before. How do you stop it? How do you stop love? I know. Can I come to the the bird... You know, the problem with um, the toast and the bird to the crowd. Yes. I go back, Freddie Fittler did it. He did. As a coach. Fred, as a coach. As a state of origin coach. Yes. People thought it was funny. Yeah. Did he get fined? No. No. Was anybody suggesting he'd be fined? No. No. So this is, you know, Matthew Lodge and the fingering incident. Is, yeah. Have they got a hump about Matthew Lodge and R so they think... Well they, well, they must do. But was he fined for the finger incident or was he fined for punching the bloke in the head and getting sent off? Both. Oh, okay. Both. Okay. Now... Even if he wasn't, he deserved to be. <laughs> now, the players are liable for fines up to 130000 mm -hmm. a staggering increase on the current 50000 ceiling. Is the idea that the rugby league mm -hmm. think that the players have too much money? Must do. And we can solve a problem in, you know, headquarters yes. yeah. by balancing the books if we get all the money we're paying out in salaries back. Mm. Is that what you think the strategy is here? Well, I think I, they've uh, got a million dollars worth of fines yeah. this year. yeah. It seems to be a paltry amount of money, you know, given what they've had to spend on moving people around all the time. Well, that's true. That, that, that's true. But but you'd have to say that these these fines aren't working, HG. No, no, no. I take your point they're, entirely. They're, they're not. Well, entirely. There's got to be a different strategy completely. I mean, more carrot and less stick. Would you say rewarding players rewarding for good Rewarding players for play, good, good behaviour. Yes. You know, so you get the boys together, hands up those who weren't in the court in the toilet this week. Yeah. All right. Each of you blokes, you're getting an extra ten grand. What is that the way you do it? That is the way to do it. That is by far the I way. I think to... it is. So the NRL intention. And the public would appreciate that. They would love that. The public would love that. And you'd have charts in the paper, yes. you know, in the telly, in the Sydney Morning Herald, Cora Mail, yes. wherever you like to go. Yep. You know, what would you call them? Bonus, Annuities, bonuses. bonuses this week. Good behaviour bonus. Good. Good. Yeah. The GBBs. The GBBs yeah, this the week. GB. Yeah, exactly. 
and all of a sudden you've got people interested in rugby league. Yes, again. Now, uh, according to sources familiar with this situation, players were told about the NRL's intention uh, to increase the scale during recent club visits that came after a spate of breach notices for COVID-related offences and improper conduct. An individual player can be fined for 50000 under the current rules. Now, I think our uh, lad who's just left, you know, hey, the Josh. Former, Josh, I think he ended up with a fine of fifty. He did. Grand. He did. The maximum. This was the Lithgow breach, wasn't it? It was. Now the maximum fine hasn't been increased from fifty thousand for a long time, hasn't it? Oh, that's hard to imagine. God Almighty! How long? What? Since nineteen forty-eight. Excuse me. Yep. Uh, for now. We haven't introduced it yet. This is the Volanders' position. We haven't introduced it yet as it's still at the consultation stage. The maximum fine may never get applied. Oh, that's why I have it. Anyway, if you have a situation where you, you need it, you should have the right to apply it. Yet if the players don't do anything wrong, they'll have nothing to worry about. Oh, this old question. Yes, yes, Now, I think yes. you're absolutely right. A bonus for good behaviour. A bonus for good behaviour, Now, yeah. Lodge is the latest to fall foul of the Code of Conduct, penalised for flipping the bird at heckling Titans fans mm-hmm. after he was sin-binned as the Warriors, you know, obviously yeah, had a yeah, bad yeah, day. Yeah, 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 So it was for flipping the bird. It was. And how much was he fined? Well, up to and including 50000 Oh, Lord. I think. That's disproportionate. It is. Now... One interesting thing. What if thing. someone does actually does something wrong? Wrong. I mean, really wrong. Yeah. What do you do then? Well, you've got you've got the possibility of going up to a hundred thousand. Right. Um. <sighs> now, hundred. Sorry, I've got that. I just need to go back to me yeah. notes there. Yeah. 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 It's. I think it's a hundred and thirty thousand. Oh, a hundred and thirty thousand now, isn't it? Okay, that that's but, your maximum. But if you did that, but what do you what do you got to do to earn that? What are you going to do to earn that? Well, there's no always with these things because the Volanders and Co can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. They can't apply their mind to imagine what a rugby league player might get up to. Yeah. They're always playing catch up. Yes. They've got no, you know, smorgasbord of, you know, yeah, you think they you think they'd know by now. Appearing in love at first flush. Yeah. You have to pay 20,000. Yeah. yeah. Instead the, the the rugby league is always Reacting, always Reacting. on the back foot, always. The, the what? Yeah. He did what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like shocked. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah, I know. He what? Yeah, that's where the... His trousers were where? Yeah. <laughs> Underpants where? Who was in there with him? Newspaper where? Yeah, that's right. Toys Using where? what? Yeah, that's right. Who with? Yeah, that's right. How many? <laughs> you see, you, you know... I'm amazed that they're shocked. Yeah, I am I too. That. I am too. These are people who have worked in rugby league for a long time. Yes. Admittedly, Volandis has come for racing, so he ain't no, got a clue. Oh, that's true. That's true. But he must know what he's get up to. Well, of course he but does. At least we haven't seen any bloody blood on the lounge. September the 8th, Sleepers Wake. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, I don't know how that kept... Uh, September you know, the 8th. You, were the, you said people came up to you and uh, were very enthusiastic. They were. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah, very yeah. supportive of the whole concept and... I just stayed indoors all day and watched old games. Did you? Old, old video. But I came games. past yeah. your place and there was a student out the front. Yeah. You put the oh, student out. I put out. the student out, of course. Who didn't? You would. Yeah, who didn't? <laughs> who didn't? Uh, now, now uh, Justin's been in touch, actually. He says, Will Hopawadi started at Manly... Had a couple of years off for his Mormon mission. Oh, yes, that's, that's right. right. Then went to Para and then to the Bulldogs. Apart from that, a one-team player. <laughs> and an ornament. 
Yeah, now obviously an ornament. That's great. And oh, an okay. I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten uh, the Paris stint. Yeah, I did too. It was pretty forgettable, wasn't it? It was. Um, now someone's suggesting the toilet duck people could get involved. Oh, no, they would be. With uh, oh. I'm, well, I'm sure the toilet duck people would be reaching out to Canterbury at the moment. Yeah, it's some sort of cleansing device to yeah, just yeah, squeeze yeah, around yeah. the... Under the rim, that very difficult yes. area to get to, actually. Yeah, that yes. rim on yeah. the porcelain bus. Yes. And uh, then sparkling yeah. clean. Sparkling Now, clean. I'm trying to find a detail in my notes here which suggests that there are 70 players mm. who are very close to, because it's been a strange year for penalties, Yes, there are 70 players who are sort of riding on that edge where if mm. they get... Into mm. trouble this weekend. They may be out for the subsequent matches. Oh dear! Seventy players, 70 and um, players. it's very sad to think. Well, that look, this is a very stressful time for the whole community. It is. You know, is. I, I, this doesn't surprise me at all. <clears throat> I mean, living in lockdown, but, but people have people have had enough, and, and I, I can understand some of the rugby league community feel they've had enough as well. No, well, that's true. You know, so, there are mental health issues, there are behaviour issues, there are all sorts of issues going on. It's, it's a very difficult time. Oh, now, the Volandis yeah. has put the eight final teams on notice over Savage High shots amid revelations that a whopping 73 players are walking the suspension tightrope in this year's NRL playoffs. Wow. So, Volandis... What, of the few teams left, 70 of them are... are of the eight that yeah. last, uh, the eight that began the journey last night. Whoa. Now, uh, Vianders and Annesley have come out swinging, a uh, very unfortunate choice of word there. Mm. It claims the NRL officials have gone soft on foul play in the wake of the Latrell Mitchell season-ending ban for his high shot on Joey Manu. Yeah. Can I just pause for a minute and say one thing I thought about this money that's been collected, and there'll be billions rolling in, billions will be rolling in through the new, you know, fine structure, yeah. was how about a compensation fund? Yeah. So as people like Joey Manu, and let's face it, I agree with you entirely, it was just a timing issue. I don't want to go and revisit no. the Latrell hit. No. But Joey's out of the game for some time. Maybe for life. Should he have access mm. to the fine compensation fund? Would he have insurance anyway? Oh, no, he would, would, he, would obviously. Would he have some insurance? But this is over and above. Oh, over and above. This is something to say, listen, yes. well played. See, I, I, I thought, see, you know, the, 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 the sort of Slater and Gordon in me thinks that uh, <laughs> there might have been a lot of viewers who were off-put by that hit on Manu. Should they come? Should they get a little bit of compensation? You mean a class action? A class action. To Thank access you. the... To access the, the, NRL, the, the fund. NRL funds, Yes. Now, yes. more than 70 players go into week one of the finals, starting obviously last night, mm. with carryover points. Mm. They include some of the biggest names in the competition, Victor Radley. Mm. Victor wow. Radley. Uh, Jared Wahira Hargraves. No surprises there. Nathan Cleary. But Jared's always walked on the edge. That's oh, his go. Oh, he's always going on the he's, edge. He's the an edge player. That's right. He, he walks on that edge because he doesn't want to yeah, take up space. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, where, where's, the, where's the ice the thinnest? Because that's where I want to play. Jerome Luai, Cody Walker, Cameron Munster and Brandon Smith, the cheese. It's complete rubbish that we've gone soft on high shots. People think the crackdown is gone. That's not right. This is Volandis. What's happening is players are complying and there is a lot less contact above the neck. The players have responded, so crackdown applies for the finals. Yeah. Well, hang on a minute. Where does the bird fit into that conversation mm. as in flipping the bird? Yeah. Anyway, 70 players. 70 players. Well, that's a very sober statistic, HG. Very sober. 
This is the bigger picture from the top rung of the stepladder at the MCG with Kane Corns holding the binoculars. Relayed to footy heads across Australia by Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. If you want to get involved with the show, 0467920222 or the old way, roynhg at abc.net.au. And the following people have, Roy. Yes, they have, HG. Michael from Sandringham on the uh, text here says, how about a combined sponsorship of Vasco de de Gama spicy chicken and sorbent is a tight fit for Canterbury. Well, that'd be wonderful. And before you go to the emails, can yep. I just, rem- uh, well, relay the news to people in Tasmania mm-hmm. that the Tasmanian State League Grand Final is on today, North Launceston playing Launceston. Right. So it's an all Lonnie affair. Okay. Now, uh, this comes from Paul. He says, uh, uh, during last weekend's program, I was thrilled to hear the name of rugby league journeyman Pat Jarvis mentioned. Who wasn't? Uh, now, he says, uh, I can assure you the man is an ornament to removalism. This is Pat Jarvis. We were recommended, Pat, when our business needed to move a 200-kilogram slate billboard tabletop down two flights of narrow stairs. Several of his peers declined the job, saying it was not possible. Wow. Enter Pat Jarvis. Uh, when I wondered aloud if the task was indeed possible, one of his crew assured me if it can be done, he'll figure it out. Pat is a master of angles. After about 10 minutes of assessing that involved no formal measuring device, just a lot of arm folding, stretching and squinting out of one eye, Pat directed his young team to manoeuvre the slab to the ground floor without a hitch. Not only is he a master of geometry, but also of the basic principles of physics, fulcrum, effort and load. We engaged Pat a further three times for, his, for our office moves. Most notably, he's, a, he's meticulous with delicate items, which is a surprise given he was such a, a zero subtlety with, with his rugby league career where he favoured the bash and crash approach and the only angle he needed was 180 degrees. Isn't that a lovely story? That is a brilliant story. And what? any idea he's, what he's area? He's got his own removalist. I don't know where the area is, HG. That he no. works in. And um, th- no. this is, um, I find removalists remarkably able to yeah. measure with the eye. Yes. Mm. I suppose you get good at it after yeah, a while, yeah. HG. Well, you waste a lot of time yeah, if you don't. The firm know appears to be called Complete Removal Services. That's with Paddy Jarvis with at the helm. With Paddy Jarvis at Isn't the that helm. Excellent. That's a great, great story. A great story. Now, mm. this comes from. Well, that would raise another category. Yes. Rugby league players who have kicked You've on. Kicked on. Mm. I mean, it, it, it might require a bit of spade work. I mean, yeah. rugby league players might be doing great things with ice cream, for instance. We just don't know about we it. Ju- we don't know. We and don't know. Will, You're right. It? Uh, now, this is this comes from uh, John. He says, uh, if you're interested, if you're not already across it, I'm attaching a photograph of the article which appeared in this week's edition of the modesty title Central Village Voice, Central West Village Voice. Uh, the article sub- describes sidestepping shrapnel. Now, this is a, a book as being a true story of the rise of rugby league in the industrial country town of Lithgow between 1907 and 1921 and the impact of the Great War on the players. Now, this uh, this book has been sent to me and it is a fascinating read. Right. A fascinating read. Um, How so, many teams would have been in the Lithgow area in those days? Oh, quite a few. You had the factory, yeah, you had yeah, railway, yeah. you had uh, workman's club, quite Blood a house. few. Yeah, 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 quite, quite a few. 
so I would recommend that book to and anyone. And what does the title refer to? I mean, is it, obviously it's a small arms. Well, they took their their rugby league to the to the front oh. in the in the war, and so uh, kept their skills up. On the front line. Now, why hasn't Brendan Nelson used that for one of his anti Well, he probably will. He probably he will. He just doesn't know about it yet. No. No, no, no. Now, the, the author is Peter Baker, and I, I congratulate Peter on uh, that work. So if you do see a, uh, a copy of Sidestepping Shrapnel and you love your rugby league and you're Rita, interested yeah. in the war, <laughs> it all comes together. Uh, now, uh, Paul's in touch. I've heard you both using the term centre of excellence. Yeah, centre of excellence. In relation to the game of rugby league over the past few years. And now, sometimes we tack on resilience as well. Sure. Well, I don't know watch a lot of the greatest game of all these days. I do cast an eye over the odd game occasionally. Do you know or understand what goes on in these centres? I see nothing resembling excellence being served up to adoring fans, so why have a centre of excellence? Well, hang on. I mean, wingers are much more skillful these days well, than they were back in the day. But can, can I point out that the centre of excellence has nothing to do with rugby league. It's got to do with the politics of the area yes. and how the government distributes money to yes, those areas. Exactly. So if they, if uh, you know, let's say Penrith, yes, uh, they've, they've got a centre of excellence. Of course, they got a centre of excellence. Hey, look at that! A... They, they, they look like they might get in the grand final, and they're going to get a ground, a new ground, a new ground. They're the first as part of the, the centre of excellence. Yeah, movement. Fit up. Yeah, fit up. Now, this has got nothing to do with rugby league. It's got no. to do with bribing voters. Thank you. Thank you. And... Twas ever thus. Exactly. Exactly. Twas we ever thus. The centre of excellence is, a, is an absolutely cod phrase and resilience even more so. Yes. Yeah. A meaningless phrase. Uh, have any teams not got a centre of None. excellence? None. None. Even no. the Titans. The Titans have a centre of excellence? Of course they do. Mm. How could you live on the Gold Coast without one? Without one, yeah, you're right. Uh, now, Wall of Mummel, which is near Goulburn, he assures me, says, with all this talk of rugby league players being legends and ornaments, etc., it occurred to me that we are perhaps forgetting what has made these players and their clubs what they are today. Centres of excellence? I speak, not bad, I speak of the grounds and ovals that gave them a start in yes. life. And in this context, I'd like to suggest that these grounds and ovals be given the status they rightly deserve, sacred. Right. Sacred. So what's So he's the... suggesting uh, one that comes to mind is Leichhardt Oval, the Tigers' home ground since 1934 and birth to so many legends of the game. It's a sacred ground. Uh, Birchgrove Oval, where the first game of rugby league was ever played, that's sacred ground. Where they rang the bell. Where they rang the bell, yeah. How about Henson Park? Henson Park, sacred ground. This is just, uh, you know. And I'm wondering, HG, whether these grounds... Or Morton Daly. Whether these grounds should be set aside and not used anymore... And so people can just go and take in the ambience of the sacred space to afford them the respect that they've earned. Perhaps. I don't know. I'm just well, thinking. Or, yes, I like that idea, but yeah. what I was going to say was... Well, they're only allowed to be used for rugby league. I mean, I, I don't like it when sometimes I see at Birdsgrove Oval people playing cricket there or using it to run around, you know, no, training. that's madness. They should be red know, Boxing training, training and all yeah. that sort of stuff. No. Yeah. should be rugby league or nothing. Yeah. yeah. Now, can I... I suggest a, an idea for Channel 9 mm -hmm. that Carl Stefanovic and his morning show oh, go yes. to these With grounds, little Alison Langdon might be. Yes, there, and present yeah. the show from Oh, from grounds, the sacred grounds. From the sacred grounds. What an excellent idea. Have, you, and, yeah, have you discussed this with their <coughs> programmer, with their, with their producers? Or, no, I haven't, but... Um, right. <laughs> what a I great idea. Coming and, this week from Leichhardt Oval. Exactly. 
Exactly. Come on down. Where are your jumpers? Yeah. Redfern Oval. Here we are. Get yeah. the people in. Well, we're well Redfern Oval would be fantastic. It would be fantastic. That's where I'd start, probably. Yes, probably. And you'd go to, obviously, Lang Park or yes. Suncorp or, yeah. you know, Morton Daly or even mm. up further, you yeah. know, to, um, yes. you know, Mackay and so on. There'd be, there'd there be are sacred everywhere. grounds in every... Exactly. Almost in every town every in Australia. Every town in Australia. Mm. What a great idea. And you'd ask the people to maybe put on breakfast for People are coming down. Are volunteers? Yes. You know, barbecue style. Sure, sure, sure. Just to sort of what bacon and egg roll. Bacon or and something egg roll. Like that, 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 yeah, nice no, no need to go silly. Yeah. Uh, now, Happy Rugby League says Nathan from Melbourne. I bring your attention to these comments from the Bulldog coach Trent Barrett oh, yeah. after round four of this year's competition. After getting flogged again, registering the lowest four round points tally since the uh, Glebe Fruiters in nineteen twenty eight. Barrett claimed he knew what was wrong with the Bulldogs' attack but wasn't prepared to share it. <laughs> it seems a bold strategy from a rookie coach to spend a whole season in possession of information could, could fix his busted-ass team but to keep it to himself. <laughs> well, can I just say, some coaches have the style that they, they like the players to work it out for themselves. Yes, yes. You, don't, you can't spoon-feed no, that's right. Your Spoon geniuses, you, you fix them, yeah, I work think, it is yourself. the way better. You're footballers. Play. Yeah. You've played rugby league. Yeah. You know what's going wrong. Yeah, you do it. Fix it. Mm. And I'll see you next week. Yeah, that's right. That's, right. <laughs> that's the way to coach. Train yourself when yeah. you're doing the work. Yeah, you know what's wrong. Have a mm. look at the video. I did. Made <laughs> me sick. <laughs> uh, now, uh, happy rugby league from Chile, London. Ah. Uh, this is Scott. I was fascinated by your recent piece on the journeyman players of the NRL. Made me think of possibly one of the earliest examples, Henry Tartner. After early stints in New Zealand with the Glenora Bears and Mount Albert Lions, he went on to join Canterbury Bankstown for three seasons before moving to the legendary St George side under the captain coach Chang Langlands and then played in the 75 grand final against the All-Conquering Roosters. He then went on to captain coach the Cessnock Groanas, Goanas in Newcastle, uh, where he led them to a premiership in his first season. Uh, he argues that he's also a genuine gentleman of the rugby. I'll tell you something else about Henry Tartner, Scott. He's one of the very few goal-kicking props. Yes, that's right. That's the only thing that I remember about him. Goal-kicking props. Mm. I mean, when do you... You never mm. these days see no, a prop no. kicking for a goal, do you? No. And more a shame. People yeah, love watching yeah, that. Indeed, indeed. And it would be bring something in to an extra string to the bow of larger people who want to get involved in rugby yes, league. Yes, that's right. Mm. That, that's right. That's right. Uh, now, uh, someone is suggesting Leo Nosworthy or Nosworthy. Uh, Nosworthy, yes. Uh, as a, uh, a monument. I would agree with that. I mean, he was the coaching genius that won the, I want to say, the 69 grand final for Balmain over the rampaging South Sydney team with Satson Co. in it, Elwyn Walters, etc. I mean, they were superstars, really. They were chipped to win, They were they? the Melbourne of the day. Mm, short price. Uh, and uh, Leo Nosworthy came up with a... With a bloke, I want to say, he was an Englishman called Dave Bolton, who slowed slowed the game down. No, right. he played halfback, I think. Right, slowed the game down. They they kept falling over as if they were injured, when they weren't. Yeah, oh. and so the bloke, game was held up. Took forever that game, but uh, uh, Balmain won something like twelve yeah. two or something like that. Just frustrated South, frustrated them out yeah. of the game. Uh, brilliant. I, I think that was the, the high watermark for his coaching. Uh, now. Someone is suggesting, this is Gavin, 
He says, uh, given the recent discussion in your program about food producers potentially getting behind sporting teams, particularly as it relates to cheese, I thought you might appreciate the following. Uh, I was watching the Tour of Norway 2021 cycle race. I noticed that the salmon jersey is what the race refers to as the king of the mountains jersey. jersey. And what's more, the overall winner of the classification takes home 500 kilogram of the prime Norwegian salmon. Yes. Now, other prizes are the winner gets, uh, for the super prestige cyclocross race, the winner gets a showerhead, hose and tap set. <laughs> Which is a lovely idea. And he's wondering if this could apply to rugby league. If each game, if there's a prize sponsor for each game, let's say West Tigers v Cronulla and say Rosella or Fountain Tomato Sauce sponsored that game, the winner... Each get a bottle of tomato. I know, sauce. brilliant idea. But that's that used to be the case. Was that it? the case? I think the um, what Polacco shirts? Yeah, the Polacco shirts, shirts. The Polacco shirt man of the match. Doesn't that ring a bell? That it the, does ring a bell. You know, or it the does ring a bell. I'm not talking about those Sunday morning shows where <laughs> no, used, no, people no. used to get four no, and twenty no, pies and no, all that sort but of I, stuff. But I'm talking about um, a different sponsor for every game, and so each player is presented at the end of the game. With that product. Wouldn't it be great this year if they could rope in a, a grand final for the Big Watusi, yeah. a cheese sponsor? Yes. And present. And each player gets a piece of cheese gets to take up. a piece of cheese the winning to take team. Uh, The winning team. Yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, forget the others. Yes. Yeah, no, it's a great idea. And yeah. so, so far to go now. And of course, with um, trade becoming the most crucial thing now. Yes. What a great boon in trade because these, you know, the NRL goes all over the world. And it the grand does. final, if you, if you get mm. some of that King Island cheese as the sponsor. Yes, as the sponsor imagine, for that game. Yeah. I mean, you still have your sleeve sponsors. You still oh, have yeah, all, all the other sponsors. You know, this program brought to you by blah, 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 all those sponsors. But, but as well, touched on. Yeah, well, Valandis at the end of the thing gets up and says. Gets well, up uh, and says, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very proud. Our game sponsor this thing has been King Island Cheese. And to present the cheese to each of the players... Is what's his name? The runner, Selwyn. Is oh yeah, the, the the king of uh, yeah, king, king Island. Island. Yeah, wow. I mean, just an idea. <clears throat> it's a brilliant idea, and I thank all the correspondents for this week. I am a rugby league mother who is proud to be associated with the rural and regional Anzacs and their quest for recognition in the NRL. My question is, what is the NRL scared of? Now, uh, <clears throat> speaking of up-tempo things, racing uh, New South Wales stewards have sent a clear message giving jockey Billy Owens, apprentice Tegan Martin and four stable hands three-month bans for attending a party during Canberra lockdown this week. So after the problem in Mornington, we this now have an outbreak, one. an outbreak of these oh. things. Now, in the height of stupidity that any staff would attend the party after the, obviously, the, uh, the Mornington Five got nicked, uh, they've been given three months suspension for breaking the COVID uh, restrictions. Racing New South Wales published the revised protocols yesterday, which had a clear message that breaches would not be tolerated. The unfortunate recent occurrences outlines how the health, safety and livelihoods of all thoroughbred industry participants can be jeopardised by the actions of a select few, the notice read. Now, I come back again to my theme mm. often throughout this year is what the people have to do to make things stop. Yeah. It seems it's open slather. So yeah. Yeah. the reason why that was by way of introduction. Before you get there, as you with the Mornington Five, we know there was 
blood and a Ouija board and all of that sort of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Is it the same with this lot? As, as nearly as I can tell, the, the police have impounded in hexing implements. They've oh, described okay. them as. Okay. Now, we come back to the morning to five. Mm-hmm. Victorian racing authorities are frantically rethinking their spring carnival promotion. Oh. Uh, campaign after star jockey Jamie Carr, mm-hmm. three-month ban for hosting the COVID rule-breaking coven activity and mm-hmm. hexing night. Yes. As Australia's leading uh, jockey, photogenic Carr, would have been a natural choice to be up front and centre in any carnival promotion. Mm-hmm. Spokeswoman for Racing Victoria conceded Carr would have been part of the campaign but wasn't the star. She, however, was the star of the house party that saw her fellow jockeys, Mellum, Brown, Gaudry and Zara, cop all cop fines. The neighbours said the party was so rowdy mm. any one of them could have called the police. Right, but did, did anyone? No, as now I tell. Cleaners, as we know, found the detritus of a hexing night yes. with the Ouija board and the blood, etc. So when did the police find out, HG? Well, well, wait a minute. Let me try and get through the guts of the story. Carr was in trouble for missing, misleading stewards mm. exactly over who was at the party. Right. Certainly her fiancé, we've got to make this clear, Clayton Douglas was not there. Then we get to salacious rumours and innuendo have swirled ever since with Victorian stewards remaining tight-lipped over who actually tipped them off about the party. Oh, now, dear. <coughs> we broke a story last week and we're not resiling from this, <coughs> that jockeys mm. who felt as though if they could nobble, in inverted commas, and get Carr and Mellon particularly out of the road, yeah. more rides might come in their direction. That's right. Now. Do you think self-interest has... Self-interest. Yeah. Mm. Well, it speaks to reason. I mean, mm. well, people, well, nobody in the neighbourhood, although the party was loud, and we can imagine that uh, if they were, although if they were, you know, sourcing uh, um, Bart through the Ouija board, that wouldn't have been very loud. That would have been the quiet bit of the night. That would have just gone on. But the bloodletting, we don't know, and we don't know what they were doing with the blood. No. We don't know what prompted the blood or how the blood was, what ritual involved the no, blood. That's right. We don't know that. We didn't have a, a code book or a guidebook. No, no, what no. Spells well, well, this is all uncharted territory. Exactly. But yeah. I'm looking forward to sailing the boat down it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so no neighbour complained. So the neighbours were obviously enjoying what they were hearing. Yeah, that's right. Must have been entertaining. Is that you, Bart? Is that you, Bart? Can <laughs> yeah. you speak a bit louder? Who's going to win, Bart? <laughs> now, it's mm. uncertain whether Carr... The first jockey ever to ride, ever to win 100 races in a season, will be allowed to attend the industry's marquee awards shindig on Sunday night. Oh, dear. Horse of the Year style. Oh. The following morning, she slated, uh, she stated, I think, to slated to attend and contest a hearing before the VRC tribunal mm. over a charge of misleading stewards. On Thursday, her barrister, mm. Damien Shields, mysteriously called for the case to be dealt with urgently because Carr had a very serious matters going on in the background. Oh, what? I know. I know. What? Mm. Mm. There are more questions than answers with this and story. Salacious rumours. Salacious? What salacious rumours? Exactly. You and I keep... I haven't heard anything no, apart no, just... from the ritual of the blood. <laughs> and the sheep. And the, and the sheep and, the and then bleed, the Ouija the blah, board. Blah. That doesn't seem... I know. And salacious. Bart, no, no. Salacious. Salacious. Now, are we thinking that somehow... Um, what, rugby league players were involved? I was going to say, if rugby, rugby league players were, well, there, well, okay. Now mm. I understand. Salacious, Salacious yeah. sure. Yeah. 
Well, Come on, everyone, into the toilet. No, no, no just more questions say, asked. Love, love, we know where it's it, going. Love it for, forget first the flush. blood, we won't need it. Yeah. <laughs> Wheezy board, forget it. I was thinking of something, you know, maybe people had trouble performing and somehow the Ouija board and the, oh, and yeah. the whole heady night and these salacious Right, you mean trouble. performing on a horse or performing in other salacious in other, ways, H.G.? Yeah, in more of the Salacious of, ways. Salacious ways, the love at first flush. Ah! Now. Okay. This is a baffling matter. It, it is, it is, it is. Now, where do we stand on this, though? Do we well, think... Well, hang on, who got in touch with the police? Do we think a fellow jockey did... Someone who wasn't invited to the party, who heard rumour of the party from one of well, the on, from one of the neighbours. Let me read the facts, my lad, as they're set out here. Salacious rumours, innuendo, have swirled ever since, with Victorian stewards remaining tight-lipped over who actually tipped them off about the party. So it sounds as though somebody rang up, you know, somebody by the name of, say, uh, you know, Damien Oliver, rang up and said, do you do know that there was a party going on? There was a party on, on yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and what are you going to do about it, you yeah. stewards? You're always on my back. Mm. You're always pinging me when I'm having a bet on horses yeah. that I'm not riding. What about Jamie Carr and the blood? <laughs> hey? What about Jamie Carr and the blood? Hey? What are you going to do about that, steward? Okay, it's all right to sit on my ass, but what about that? Hey? Neighbours were complaining. Well, they complained to me. They didn't complain to the police. No. So what are you going to do about it? Yeah, that's right. And then the <laughs> boss of the VRC, who obviously... has got to say to Jamie Carr, what, did you have a party no, the no, other no, night? No, oh. no, no, no. The, the, Duty of care or duty of responsibility about information coming to you from a third party, mm. that person has to ring up the cops and say, nip oh. down to uh, yeah. 14 Anzac Close in Mornington, will you? And have a look at what's going on in there. There's reports of blood and bart and et cetera. <laughs> yes. And the Ouija board. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so that's how it got unraveled. So did the police see the cleaners ashen-faced leaving, <laughs> leaving the building? <laughs> eh? Look, the early cleaners are dead giveaway. Yeah, they yeah. were cleaning long before they'd more or less packed up stumps for the night. Yeah. Trying to get the shape, the, the house yeah. chip shape. Yeah. No, this is going to run. This is, <laughs> well, and it's I'm, a baffling story, isn't I it? I tell you what. There'd be it? a series in it, wouldn't there? Oh, I there's suppose a series there'd be scriptwriters all over the world working on this now. Now, what I was going to say was The, the Mornington the, Five. That's right. You know? That's right. <laughs> and the Canberra Three. Now, one thing I was going to say is, isn't that exactly the sort of background mm. we need for the face of the race this year? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Somebody who, obviously, as you say, more questions than answers. Mm. I mean, media, yeah. how they come. I mean, I've, I don't have this on any authority apart from people being devious, yeah. that the reason why, for instance, Glad's knocked the presses on the head yeah. is she's worried about certain court cases that may be coming back into view. Oh, in via ICAC. Well, I didn't say that. No. No. But it's a theory, isn't it? It is a theory. It's a, it's yes, a theory. It's a, it's a theory. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. this is the But same you're thing. not seeing a relationship between the Premier of New South Wales' refusal to, a, to appear at press, press conferences, conferences anymore and the Mornington Five. I'm not. I'm just saying, though, what would be great is to have somebody mm. as the face of the race with that sort of background. You know, in the same way as. What, Ouija board blood? And oh, yes, I think that would sell really well. What horses do you like? Well, we, let's dial them up on the Ouija board. You know, that <laughs> yeah, sort of right. Stuff, you know. Okay. And the fur off the rabbit poo, how does that work? Just yeah, show yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spells, yeah. you know, zero oh, okay. Someone controversial. Exactly. Enter, knock, 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 Josh Dugan, the face of Victorian <laughs> racing. Rugby League delivers more hope to the hopeless than any other code in recorded history. Fact. This is bludging on the blind side. Now, Roy, uh, look, this is a time where we celebrate 
new adventures because new heroes will emerge from the rugby league finals and people who take this game by the scruff of the neck and make it their own. Yes. Now, I want to highlight in our spot today, Heroes of Tomorrow, Bryce Cartwright. Oh, yes. And uh, three years ago, Bryce Cartwright was written off as the guy who gave up. And for the first time, the resurrected eel talks about the, that missed tackle. Now, Bryce will be on the bench, I think, starting on the bench tomorrow for the Parramatta Eels. And um, he uh, said that um, there was a complicated story, and I'm not sure how much I can reduce into the time available. Right. But uh, all of rugby league is able to recall the moment from 1918 when Cartwright, then a marquee Titans player, defending his try line, didn't miss a charging Munster as seemingly he gave up on the tackle entirely. Now, I can't remember that I don't remember the incident, no. No, but obviously... Um, obviously a lot of people do. Yeah, that's right. And they're holding it against him still. They are. Mm. Uh, it was described, uh, think of a matter, the uh, author Nick Walshaw says, think of a matador waving his cape, oh, yeah. only in the case it was an 89 uh, kilogram 5.8 who went bruising by. Now, unacceptable is how Sturlow described it. And obviously the social media made it sound even worse. Yep. So forget Cartwright uh, being simply tagged as a shit defender. He was a guy who gave up. Gave up. And given what people have saw from me, that's fair enough, says Bryce. That tackle, it really is something I regret and something I'll never let happen again. Mm. But in the moment, and I do remember being out there on the field, thank goodness for that, because this does smack of a HIA incident. Now, I really thought Munster was already over the try line. That's why I left him. Oh, you understand what I mean? I see. Okay. And in fact, the... Um, was he close to the try line? I very suppose close. he must have been, yeah. The uh, image shows, um, you know, Bryce running in one direction and Munster heading for the try line sort of on a leap. Oh, in the air. In the air. Right. Mm. So there is some okay. doubt here. yeah. My time at the Gold Coast... It sounds is, like the sort of circumstances were in the past had the circumstances been different. That's when Billy Slater had come in and lead with the foot and try and kick the ball out. Correct. Yes. Yes. yes in In more... Laissez-faire times, is yeah. that what we described? Matthew Ridge had a similar technique for Manly. Yes. He'd lead with the foot. Yeah. Now, uh, he, um, well, well, he's got, he left he's the got a ch- chance anyway. to make amends. Is he in no, relation to John Carpright? Uh, he's related to, directly related to. Right. Now, my time at the Gold Coast is like a blur. Now, this worries me because he says he can remember being out there. Yeah. The next moment he says it was like his whole time at the uh, Gold Coast is like a blur. No, I didn't play well and I copped a lot of shit for that. Yeah. Uh, but I never gave up. Off the field I was working extremely hard and I, I, I understand people don't see that. They don't see behind closed doors. This is why we're talking about rugby league a lot. Mm-hmm. How much effort goes in just to make it onto the park. Yeah. But I don't know what I was doing. But I know what I was doing. Every week, I tell you, I work hard, and you can, ch- you, you know, work hard, and things will happen. They'll change. Right. Now he says, after getting dropped by the Gold Coast, I can remember sitting in the old dressing sheds at Tweed Heads. Oh, they were magical oh, places. Where there so many stories. Sacred ground. Sacred ground. Mm-hmm. Just before running out in front of ten people, thinking, "Shit, how did I ever end up here?" But yeah. I never once gave up. Right. Now this is the um, at which point Cartwright defenders will remind you of this uh, Penrith. Uh, is foot, you know, is a son of footballing royalty. Yeah. Is also a fellow who once played on when his kidney was torn. Now, I can't remember this either. No. Now, that incident happened to Dustin Martin in a did. final last. For Richmond, yes. Yes, Richmond. Yeah. Uh, a final game this year, I think. Okay. Anyway, same deal uh, when his knees needed draining. He also carries a large scar down the outside of his right ankle, the result of a leg so badly broken in 2014 that surgeons likened it to a car crash. 
Deary me. Now, I just hope that... Yeah. I just hope parents aren't thinking, is rugby league the game for my youngster? Yeah, yeah. Because as you can see with the yeah. timing problems that uh, Luttrell has and Joey yeah. Manu and so on, yeah. it can happen to anybody. Yeah. Now, so is Bryce suggesting his time at the Titans, he was concussed for the whole time and he can't remember much about it at all? That appears to be the case. Remember, yeah. it was a different time and HIA yeah, protocols were not totally different as pl- uh, completely enforced. Okay. But sitting in the sacred ground of the dressing rooms there. He, wanted, he came to. He came to. And said, what And the, said, I still want to play rugby league. I, what am I doing here? But I still want to play rugby so league. So he got the kidney fixed up. He got the leg fixed up. He the got ankle. The ankle. Now, at the time of the, you know, the surgeon's like into a car crash, at the time his doctor, Martin Sullivan, thought Penrith Forward would never play, never run. Never much run again, much yeah, less play rugby league. Exactly. Oh. It was a diagnosis Sullivan and the club initially kept from Cartwright. So fearful were they <laughs> the news might Im- mentally impact the kids seemingly set to stay forever on seven NRL games. Oh, imagine that. <sighs> seven NRL games. So they, so they didn't want to tell him what the doctors had said. You, you shouldn't play rugby league again, Bryce. You, your legs buggered, your kidneys are buggered, oh, right. you, you, you've HIA all over the shop, bloody blah. So they didn't tell him any of that. No. They just said, you got a future in this game, old fella. Yeah. Keep your dreams. Is <laughs> that what they said? That's, well, and they were right. <laughs> exactly. Weren't here they? He, here he is running on in a here final. Here he is running on in a bloody final. Yeah. Now, duty of care notwithstanding. Yes. Uh, this resurrected eel has never ascended those New South Wales origin heights initially tipped for him. But Cartwright has not only recovered but churned through 130 games on these that still require regular drainage, minus all the cartilage, they're just rubbing bone on bone. (sighs) Every day he plays. Elsewhere, he also carries the scar from a broken wrist and even this year he's fought back from a broken jaw. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I mean, monument? Monument to stupidity? (laughs) Well, I don't know. There's a story there, isn't there? there? I, 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 hmm. So There's got to be a moral to this story. There must be, yes. The rugby There's got to be a moral. Rugby league rewards. Yeah. So people call me weak. Yeah. He used to wear dead pants, I, but I don't think it's true. Mm. And nor does Coach Brad Arthur, who's not only punted <clears throat> on this outcast nobody else wanted, but has since morphed him into a reliable bench forward. All tough carries and sound defence while still showing the occasional flash of brilliance. Brad's taught me... The grind required to be an NRL forward. That's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story, isn't it? I know. Yeah. Previously as a player, I wanted to do everything, he says, go for a miracle play, but at Parramatta I just do my job and do it consistently. After games, I'm not worried about the tries and assists or anything like that. I just appreciate having worked hard. Well, that's a beautiful rugby league. See, that's rugby league spirit, isn't it? Spirit. Never give up. Keep going. Most people would have given up. Yeah. Most people, where, when where, the kidney was bad, most people would say, oh, well, I can't play any rugby league anymore. Seven. A lot of people can't play seven games. No. no. You know, do you know what I mean? What about the bloke, you know, in the, in the bloody paddle beaters? Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Dreamed of playing one game. I know. And the dream came true. Yeah. He hadn't played any more. No, I, I don't think so. No, did he play st- particularly well, but he, stuck he got out there. He stuck on one he game. He stuck on one game. They but, can't take that away from him. I know, him. but so many people can't. can't go, go up to him and say, you've never played rugby league. Yes, I did. <laughs> I play one game. I slept in you a can't take that away, Robbie. Rugby League supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact, and the World Health Organization. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
Yes, and those 130 games, <clears throat> you know, it's a it's a monument really to the the strength of rugby league as something that provides you mm. with that dangling carrot in front of you. Does you know day in day out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's just such a well, it's such a lovely story. Yeah, it? it is, and yeah. it's timely with the finals because mm-hmm. how many others <clears throat> out there? Playing today, and yeah. there's eight and a half hours of rugby league coming up on this station. I know, I know. And wouldn't that be great? Could I suggest, HG, that every rugby rugby league player has a similar story. That's what I was just going to get to. Yes, I was going to get say that what would make magnificent listening, especially today with the eight and a half hours ahead, yes. is to go through as many players as possible mm-hmm. and list their injuries, yes. and maybe dial a few up and you yeah. know ask you know how did you get over the torn kidney? Yes, just to take a big. Yeah. Setback. Yeah. I often thought that there'd be a terrific program in rugby league injuries. You know, you get a guest on each week, say it's, you know, this instance, Bryce, we're joined by Bryce. How are you there, Bryce? Not too bad. What's, uh, Bryce, the, do- what's the worst injury you ever had? Oh, geez, you got me there. Uh, it might have been the da 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 and off you go. All of a sudden you've got an hour, Phil. And then you get a doctor come in and sit in. And give advice, you know, what, what Bryce must have been going through and what you would have recommended at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you have advised, advised him to keep playing rugby league doctor? Well, probably I wouldn't have, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And Sam Burgess, what, what a great story that would be. You remember the grand final? Well, that can never happen again because of the, the, the way the game has changed. Yeah, the game's changed. Here's a bloke who <laughs> has a, what, depressed cheekbone in the opening moment of the game and goes on to win man of the match. Yeah. That, that used to happen quite a bit. I mean, it, it was Sats with I a know, broken Sats. jaw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's what heroes are made of. Heroes. Yeah. The grind but, but produces the hero. We can't do that anymore. No. No. But it'll be, I, I, look, I, I mean, I wasn't going to watch. Now I'm all of a sudden I'm really interested in seeing how they uh, well, the I, I go Well, I can't wait to see how when Bryce comes off the bench, I'll be sitting up a little <laughs> higher and leaning a little bit more forward. Definitely. <laughs> Rugby League is the only code to assist in the development of both the Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines. Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, maroon uh, kerfuffles. You know, we seem to have Billy Slater has emerged as the favourite. We did, broke this news yeah, earlier in the show. We did. To take over from Wayne Bennett. Yep. Uh, well, sorry, should I say, after Wayne Bennett revealed he had no interest. Did he say that? Yeah, Wayne, Wayne did. Yeah, no interest. But it could be smoke and mirrors. You know how yeah, Wayne likes smoke and mirrors? he does. And he we does. might get on to Wayne Bennett in a well, minute. Well, hang on. If Wayne's not going to be coaching anyone next year. Oh, he'll come round. It's my mail. Mm, he'll come round. He'll come round. Yeah. We well, see the the bungers and the F-crackers and the yeah, Dolphins yeah, 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 and yeah. the Rural and Regional Lands Act. Yeah, they, th- that's still I know they're all, all looking for a coach. Should they get called up yes, into right. action? But there's no absolute guarantee. No. And mm. remember, of course, he might feel as though the rural and, <coughs> rural and regional Anzacs don't need him because they're a really good lineup. Yeah, true. You know, they may not need him. He'd rather work with material he can still mould. Oh, yeah, true. Now, yeah. anyway, so at the moment, <clears throat> it's Billy Slater. Mm-hmm. Now, Queensland Rugby League is on the lookout for the new coach. Obviously, Greeny stepped away on Tuesday. The decision was made because Green is keen to return to NRL coaching. Right. Is anyone putting their hand up for Green? No, no. not yet. What about West Tigers? <laughs> They're the most likely. They're the most likely, aren't they? Because, you know, the, the way the West Tigers played last weekend, 
the last game with a bashed up by Canterbury, but, the bottom bottom by, team by the Barrett Blunderers, <laughs> the Wipes. Yeah, the, the team, <laughs> the team that lost their sponsor. Lost their their Sorbonne sponsor because they mm. weren't wiping correctly. Um, that that to me was the death knell for uh, Madge. For Madge, I would have thought. Yeah, the only other person. How are you completely sure the Titans' coach is secure? Not the Titans, sorry, the uh, Cowboys' coach is secure. Yeah, I, no, I'm not convinced no. about that either. No, because it's been a shocking time for mm, the Cowboys. Well. Yes. Mm. Mm. Uh, now, uh, I've told them I won't be doing it. Said Bennett. Asked why, Bennett said, I just don't want to do it. I've got no plans. Fair mm, enough. Right. Bennett's decision has left Slater, the front runner. Yes. The champion fullback obviously almost got the job in 2021, but the power brokers adopted for Green. Yes. Thurston, that is Jonathan Thurston, JT, is already part of the coaching staff, while Slater's longtime Storm teammate Cooper Cronk is a member of the QRL board. Right. Longtime Queensland mentor and Australian coach Mel Meninga says Slater would be a shrewd appointment. He's very smart in the way he prepared for games. I used him numerous times when I was coaching. He's just retired as a great contemporary mind for the game and is a great communicator. Now, that contemporary mind, that contemporary really mind, got, that's, that's really got me interested. Yes. His attention to detail is excellent and he understands origin. Well, he's played a lot of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't there one <laughs> name that we're avoiding here and that is Cam Smith? Exactly. Has Cam- anyone spoken to Cam? Now, Cam Smith. Has Cam said anything? Has Cam, Cam-, Cam had put his hand up, wouldn't he? Well, that's the difficulty. Is I, as I understand it, Cam is about to put his hand up. Is Cam putting his hand up well, for State of Origin? I said that. And well, I'm that not... makes it very difficult for Cooper I... Cronk and the, and the QRL board. Well, they'll, they'll have to decide, is it Slater or Cam? Yes. See, well, Slater's made it clear, as he did last year, that he's not interested if he's got to be interviewed for the job. Remember? Correct. And Green now, said, yeah, I'm happy to be interviewed. Okay, yeah. well, you got the job. Yeah. Now, can I come back to the way that Cam Smith played the game? Yes. There is a strategy revealed in every one of his matches yes. that he's basically coaching the team. That's right. Sure, Bellamy got his name on the on the run-on sheet. Yeah. But that's as but far Bellamy as Bellamy did nothing. He did nothing. Maybe he got the tackle coach in every so yeah, often. Yeah, maybe. You know, tweet, come here, boys. Yeah. Tackling hip top. Come in here, he... listen to Cam. I'll see you later. That, that's Bellamy style. Yeah. <laughs> and when we run the games, yeah. who's driving the ship? Cam. Cam. Now, admittedly, he'll be in the coach's box. He won't be able to be out there as well. But yeah. don't put it past him. No. You no. know, the um, the whole, you know, edifice yes. requires somebody with his shrewdness. Shrewdness, I mean, contemporary yeah. minds all very well, mm-hmm. but shrewd and cunning as a shit-out trap, that's what you have to be. Well, well, that's true, but I wouldn't put it past Cam. You know, Cam's still... Cam's Got a few left still, in him? Well, keeps himself fit enough. Mm. There's no, we haven't had a captain coach for a hell of a long time. No, I know. Not since Graham Langlands, I'd suggest. No. no. Wouldn't it be? Or Henry Tartner at uh, Cessnock. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wonderful to have a captain coach at origin what? level if Cam could run out? Play and, and referee. Point and point. And know? referee. Yes. Mm, I know. I think it would change the dynamic. It, it would. Mm. It, it would. And Channel 9 would love it. Oh, Channel 9. Because love Cam it, is very... Uh, nine compliant. Nine compliant. Although has he, been, has he got a job with Sky or something like that? I think he has. Is he Sky or Fox or what? You never see him on Channel 9. Although wasn't he commentating on the match last night? I think he was. State of origin. He, well, okay. So he is nine compliant. Oh, yeah, and, and can coach. Yes. Well, I think they've got a tussle on their hands there, but what, what uh, great riches, an embarrassment of riches. Uh, now, uh, Pete's been in touch. He says, uh, happy rugby league. 
Um, he says, uh, kick, kick off with the injury show. He likes the idea of the injury show. Yeah, players come in and talk about their injuries. He uh, says that Tyson Frizzell should open with his ruptured testicle. Oh, that'd be wonderful. People would love hearing that story. <laughs> they would. Wouldn't they? They would. You get and the doctor he, in, what should he have done? Well, he said no. the Penrith prop, mm. uh, I want to say, who might be playing with the Tamu, who All right. uh, was told by the doctor if he played rugby league again, there was a fair he'd chance he'd die. Mm. He and was, he still he, played, didn't he? He did. And he didn't die, did he? he Doctors, <laughs> they know nothing. Love at first flush. It's a great reality TV concept. Have you got what it takes? Can you film yourself in confined spaces? Is love your go? Then leave your details and snaps on the blind side. Yes, well, that more or less takes us away for bludging on the blind side. Uh, obviously, a magical eight and a half hours a of rugby league. What a wonderful week it's been it's for rugby league. A, indeed. Well, we and, say that every week, uh, and, and it's a wonderful, true. I know, true. See you next week for more bludging on the blind side. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.